Hi, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. You hear that wheeze? No, I'm not trying to be inappropriate with you. I'm just kind of sharing with you that I am an asthmatic, and at this time of year, the asthma can be pretty rough. Dealing with the global pandemic makes me doubly afraid of what could happen if I'm not careful. But one thing I've found is that a good friend of mine, Tuka Rivers, here in Detroit area, she's an actual homesteader and permaculturalist, has given me a gift and has given me the gift many times. And it's a gift I want to share with you. Now, not only am I going to talk about this gift, I'm going to give a gift of my own to you. And this is for people who sometimes have a little bit of trouble breathing or have that old asthma. But I want to warn you, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. I'm not even a naturopath. I'm somebody just that just use things that I know that work. So, or uses things. I got to clean that up. But I was running out of breath, so I kind of like cut that off a little bit. But yeah, so I want to talk about a couple of things that work for me when I'm feeling a little stuffed or a little tight in the chest. They are in no means a substitute for allopathic medicine or for any medicines you are already on. They're just home remedies I use and I have found that other people can use them too. So today, take out your book of stuff, take a deep breath. And let's talk about New England Blue Aster and Lemon Verbena. Okay, let's get started. Now, right now, the the time of recording is odd, is a little bit of an understatement. Right now, it's very much winter. So this is not the time that you would be looking for a New England Blue Aster. And of course, I'm saying this at the time of year where we're in the Northern Hemisphere in Michigan. New England Blue Aster usually pops up in fall. It is a fall flowering plant. It is a perennial and it is absolutely gorgeous. When you can find it, it's not uncommon to see her near uh, some goldenrod. I usually find her in a patch near goldenrod and red sumac. You know, the the staghorn sumac. And it seems to really like being around cottonwood in this area. But that's probably just where I am. It looks like there's less of it than there is actually there when you start to gather it. Keep in mind, when you wildcraft, you should take only about a quarter of what you find. Don't be greedy. We want to make sure that there's some for the next year and for others who may want to gather. If it's a very tiny colony or maybe just one, maybe don't pick it at all. We have to look out for the environment. We are good stewards of this earth. 
we have to follow the original instructions insofar as we can. And one of those instructions is to take care and make sure that things continue to thrive for generations forward. Now, enough of that. So take out your book of stuff. Look up New England Blue Aster so you can identify it. Maybe take a field guide. And even though it's New England Blue Aster, believe it or not, it looks a little bit more purpley than blue. Now that you've found a book or a YouTube video to show you what it looks like, let's move on. One of the famous herbalists here in Michigan is Jim McDonald. If you haven't heard of him, you kind of really want to look him up. He's pretty much a big deal, and he's not necessarily hard to look at. I have to be careful. I'm a married woman, and I never want to say anything that make people that might make people think, oh, well, you know. She's got a crush on someone. I don't have a crush on him, but he is a very attractive man. But again, I'm married, so <laughs> I, I don't have a girl crush, but I'm not dead either. Um, but Jim McDonald is a well-spoken, soft-spoken man, and he does do classes, so that might be something to look into. No, he didn't sponsor me, <laughs> not at all. I just wanted to let you know about him. But he's written an article and done some research into New England Blue Aster. So it's worth looking up and putting into your book of stuff. One of the favorite descriptions he gives of the effect is kind of like a mellow effect after eating the sticky tops of it. You know, making you want to watch the clouds go by. And that's kind of true. If you eat enough of it, you could do that. For me, my friend, she actually makes a tincture in alcohol. And when my lungs become uncooperative and <sighs> wheezy, I actually take a couple of drops, and actually more than a couple of drops, and put them under my tongue. And the burning through my chest actually helps with my breathing, believe it or not. It is somewhat of a bronchiodilator. Again, I am not a doctor, just letting you know. And it helps. It helps a lot. It's very strong, though. I currently have some New England Blue Aster in mason jars in 100 proof vodka in my cabinet even now. So if you want to learn how to tincture, that can be another episode. We're not doing that today, but it is definitely worth getting a skill for. But yes, I have blossoms and I have them filled to the top, covered in 100 proof alcohol. And when my huge amber jar that Tuca gifted me is out, I'll substitute it. So it's something to keep in mind. Let's move on. So the next thing I want you to do is make a little room for a new entry because now we're going to talk about lemon verbena. These plants are so different. 
lemon verbena in a nice climate like mine. I'm in Michigan, so not in a very cold climate. Lemon verbena really likes it warm, so I can only grow it in the summer. It is a tender perennial. You could have it all year round, but you probably won't be able to unless you're very fortunate and very careful. Lemon verbena has white flowers and the most beautiful little long spear-like, almost like little bird tongue, um, slender long bird tongue looking leaves that are green. And I can't say enough of it. I mean, when we gather our lemon verbena, we don't take all the leaves off at once. We kind of go around it like almost every other one, almost like the Fibonacci spiral. Okay, yeah, that I, yeah, I use that. I use it in real life. Thank you, thank you, high school. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> we um we gather it by not taking all the leaves at once, but just a few, like every other or every third, so that the plant will continue to grow and thrive and get larger. And then we cut it all down at the end of the summer. During that time, I take those leaves and I dry them. If they're flowering, I cut the flower tips off because I want to continue to gather leaves. If you let it flower and go to seed, it will stop producing. So it's very important to stay on top of that. The leaves I make into a tea. And that tea, and I don't know if you knew this, lemon verbena has a natural camphor. That tea actually helps me also when I'm having <sighs> wheezy issues. Yeah, I, I actually do intend to take some tea and a little bit of my uh, New England Blue Aster tincture after this podcast. So no worries. And I also have allopathic med- medicines by me as well, such as my albuterol sulfate. So I always recommend a balance in all things. So I balance everything. And my doctors are well aware what herbs I take because that's important too. Your naturopath and herbalist should know what allopathic medicines you take and your allopathic practitioner should know what herbal medicines you take. It's a thing. Another thing I like to do, especially with herbs that I use for health, and I haven't done it with the New England Blue Aster, but I do do it with the lemon verbena and sometimes rosemary. I will put them in honey and there are many teaching resources on how to preserve herbs in honey and how to use honey and then strain them out. But I use raw honey and then I put them in, the leaves into the honey and I bottle them. It is important to dry your leaves first because if you use uh, wet leaves or non-dry leaves, there are some hazards that could come with that. So you want to look that up before you try it. I do have a caution. If you make lemon verbena honey, you need to understand that it's a very particular taste. I take it like a tea into hot water or I just take it by a dose. It's really very good. And both of these herbs are really pretty in the base if you just want to do that too. But I just wanted to throw that out there (laughs) for people who don't want to concoct potions. You can just make them in your house really pretty. And that's something else you can do. I myself, I like to sketch my herbs. 
my book of stuff has a lot of home done uh, botanical sketches if you will and that can be a lovely way to spend your afternoon looking at something you have harvested or wildcrafted and just sketching it it is very relaxing and very fun and it can be a page in your book of stuff or in your scrapbook along with the photo if you wish and you can put down everything you've learned about it it's, it's very rewarding actually and if you photocopy your sketch or make several sketches you can watercolor paint them it's it's a thing it's a good thing so maybe consider that another thing about lemon verbena it smells wonderful and you can make tiny little sachets and put them in your drawers some people use rice bags like for a wedding and they put them in the drawers of their uh, personable linen drawers or things like that to give the scent you can even mix it with cedar and lavender for a wonderful effect and you got that for me so there you go a few things I want to caution you on for those people who believe in magic there's some cautions and some good things asters of all type and especially the blue aster can mean wisdom and gentility femininity but also love so that's something to think about if you want to bring love into your life you could decorate your home with a few blue aster flowers or put them in your hair. But on the flip side of that, while the medicinal quality for home remedies of lemon verbena are there, it is also known to get rid of old conditions and a particularly not so nice but awfully nasty thing that people would believe in the old days is that you could give a couple lemon verbena to cause a breakup of their marriage. They would even go so far as to take <clears throat> two pictures of the people and put the verbena in between the pictures. So you really, really don't want to give that to a couple you care for because that's all kinds of bad law of return energy. and You don't want that, you know? Just give them some tea. It's so much better. So I think we've talked enough in this particular episode about the two plants I really love for my <gasps> wheezy problem. And you definitely have enough to start your journey on finding out about New England Blue Aster and Lemon Verbena. I hope this knowledge serves you well. I hope you enjoy looking for them next fall for the New England Blue Asters and maybe consider growing your own Lemon Verbena if possible. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. And I hope to see you next time here on My Magical Cottagecore Life. Bye. Thank you.